We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. One of the best on the NFL Network, and you can catch the NFL Network's free agent frenzy today and each of the next two days beginning at 11 a.m. as well as Thursday at 1 p.m. followed by total access each night starting at 7. And we now have total access to Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network analyst on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Cynthia, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. I'm in the newsroom at the NFL Network and everything. So we are hot off the presses. I mean, that's got to feel like like – feeling like you're like in the, the yeah, you're, absolute you're, you're, thick you're of like it. you're like at the stock market like when the bell yeah, i mean let's let's like not be the stock market because that's been a rough ride yeah, like, that's probably not you know i'm more like today, you know, but yeah. like a couple years ago stock market like 2021 stock market let's Peak. do that there you go <laughs> so a lot of money handed out today is there yes. a deal that you like the most or deal you don't like the most that we've seen so far you know I'm kind of a fan of not overpaying. And right now I think that the Falcons have made a couple of great moves. They're not like the sexiest moves on the planet, but Jesse Bates is a perfect fit for that Ryan Nielsen single high safety situation. Like you saw when he was in charge of the Saints defense. So I love that move for them. And I also think that they did a good job getting Johnny Smith for like a seventh round pick, which is wild from the Patriots. So I, I kind of like those prudent moves. Some of the time we, like, I think some of these, I mean, Mike McGlinchey getting, a lot, a lot of money. I mean, wow, that's that's wild. So, you know, I, I, we've seen a few that are that are good, but I'm I'm I think we're all kind of locked up waiting for the Aaron Rodgers move because I think that's actually holding up a lot of the market because of the amount of capital that it would cause, right? And so the cascade of that means you know the Jets are a stalemate. There's no wide receivers moving right now. We haven't seen a single one really go anywhere. So I think we're at a kind of a stalemate there because of Aaron Rodgers. When do you think we'll hear the news on Rogers? You think he's waiting oh to do it God. himself? Yo, I don't know. Can we like? Can this just happen? All right, like, come on, <laughs> just let the rest of us know. We want to like, you know, move on, onward and upward. Cynthia, do you think you think this is a good match between Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, or or do you think the Packers are more likely to win the divorce? <sighs> Maybe not in the short term. The Packers win the divorce, but. Let's be fair, like you have to take you have to take the market as it is, meaning Aaron Rodgers is going to a wild division. I mean, the Bills probably did the worst in free agency, and that's a team who people think could go to the Super Bowl easily. And the reason they did the worst is because they had to figure out how to pay all the guys they've already paid, aka Vaughn Miller, Josh Allen, like they already have a ton of people, Stephon Diggs, on their team with high salaries. So I, I don't know, like that division's a nightmare. Jalen Ramsey's now a corner there and you it was I, I want nothing to do with the AFC if I'm a quarterback. So I, I would say, like, the NFC North seems pretty wide open if you think about it. 
if he leaves the NFC, who's, who are the scary quarterbacks in the NFC? Jalen Hurts, maybe Matthew Stafford, but <laughs> if Jared Goff's like a top five quarterback in your conference, like it's, it's, it seems a lot easier than the other conference where there's like 15 good guys. I mean, Sam Darnold to San Francisco might end up being the uh, the scary quarterback. Can I can I get you to buy in on Sam Darnold with uh, Kyle Shanahan? I mean, you can get me to buy in on almost anyone with Kyle Shanahan. I like Sam Darnold. I've always been a fan of his. The problem that I have there is, you know, Mike McGlinchey's out the door, and this is a team that is predicated on the run. McGlinchey's probably the best right tackle at helping to create opportunities for runners. So I, it's not that I don't like – the quarterback or Sam Darnold, et cetera. It's just that I, 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 I'm curious how it's all going to work together if you don't have the protection that he's used to or that they're used to. And, and that's a big, that's a big, those are some big shoes to fill. Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network analyst on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Moving to the Browns here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no significant signings yet. Apologies to Obo Okoronkwo to this point. Uh, what do you see as the Browns' biggest needs this offseason, specifically in free agency? I want to see some wide receivers help Amari Cooper out. I think you've made that. I loved that move last year. There's some space clearing that happened already, and I want to see what happens in the secondary. you got to stop the pass in the AFC, and you got to be able to pass. So I'm curious to see how they'll fortify that. Like, the line is great. The running game is great. There's some I – mean, obviously, Miles Garrett is amazing – but now you need to figure out how are you going to create a multitude of pass catching options and how are you going to absolutely shut down the pass? Those two questions remain to be answered. And like I said, I think that the wide receiver market is pretty locked up because the quarterback market is pretty locked up. Is there a certain wide receiver that you can see making sense here in Cleveland? Like maybe it's not one of the top end guys, but something in the middle that would make some sense to kind of be a compliment to Amari Cooper. <laughs> I mean, this isn't going to sound very sexy, but I'm looking at DJ Chark, and I think that what he does that people don't really realize is create, like, nice bursts of speed and change of direction, which gives you a lot more of the route tree to play with and clear some space for Amari Cooper and also clear some space for Nick Chubb. The more you have a deep threat, the more opportunity you have to create. Anytime you see zone defense, then you're going to be able to say, okay, there's, let's go with, like, you know, another 12 yards instead of 10. Those are big deals, and they all add up. So creating space, I know, again, not the sexiest name, and that stupid baby shark song just gets stuck in everyone's head. But other than that, he's a good, he would be an interesting, an interesting fit there as well. Stupid baby shark song or awesome baby shark song? It's kind of stupid. I mean, it's it's awesome until like verse number, you know, seven hundred and forty-two, and they're like, I can't get it out of my head right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. They 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 should have just wrapped it up after uh, verse seven hundred and forty-one. I think we can all agree (laughs) on that one. Cynthia Freeland on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. So this is just kind of a football question, and in your preference. I've everybody has talked about the Browns need to stop the run and 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 yep. that has been the focus of Browns fans thoughts whatever defensive tackle or edge rusher they end up signing Browns fans just want run stoppers I look at this and say I would rather somebody that gets to the quarterback because I think it's easier to find situational run stoppers what do you think is more important for the Browns this offseason finding guys that can rush the quarterback or finding guys that can stop the run I think that if I'm looking at what's available in the draft at the positions that the Browns will be able to acquire picks, 
I, I do think you're actually going to be able to get some versatile front guys. I think what really needs to happen is kind of like what we saw from the Eagles, which is a subbing out of that defensive front where you're not necessarily, you can play situationally a lot more often. So you're not necessarily relying. I mean, you already have Miles Garrett. You already know you have him there, right? So build around him in a way that complements everything that he does. And is Lamar Jackson still in the division? Probably. So, does running the stopping the run is it does it change the math on stopping the run a little bit when you don't have Lamar Jackson twice a year? I don't know. Or if you do have him twice a year, I, I'm not really sure. But it's about being multiple along that front. No one plays base defense anymore, so it's creating a bigger like the what is it like the the sum of the parts? It, the whole has to be bigger than the sum of the parts. And I think it's creating those like rotational guys, situational guys, and piecing it together like that that really provides you with the best outcome. And I mean that for every team, not just specifically the Browns. I know you do a lot of uh, analytical work, uh, Cynthia. And I'm just curious your thoughts on, on the Browns' running back situation. You mentioned Nick Chubb, and obviously he's a tremendous talent here. But there has been some talk that does he fit with the, the offense, which you know Stefanski wants to probably open up a little bit more with Deshaun Watson, is it is it worth paying a guy like Nick Chubb when maybe you could try to trade him for some value? I don't think that the what you get, at least right now in the market, especially after Austin Eckler's trying his hand at figuring out what's going on, I think we're seeing, look, the running backs haven't even been touched because I think the order of operation goes quarterbacks, wide receivers, and then probably running backs, and especially with how many great tight ends there are in this draft class, I don't think many tight ends move either. So, to me, when I'm looking at all of the, like, like what's going on here and how it works, I think you actually build around Nick Chubb. I think you've already paid him. You already have, like, the, the, the opportunity set in place. And he does create a disproportionate number of, like, opportunities to get, like, like his, like, yards over expected is really, really great, especially considering he, he takes a lot of contact. Yes, he does get yards before contact, and that means the O-line is helping out, but he also creates for himself after contact as well. So I, I, to me, the, the marketplace right now, it would be, I don't think the return that you'd get would be anywhere near what Nick, Nick Chubb provides you. I, don't, I think the surplus lies in keeping him, not in trading him away. We're talking with Cynthia Freeland on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We do have just a little bit of Cavs news to pass along. Kelsey Russo of The Athletic uh, just tweeting out, Jarrett Allen is out for tomorrow's game in Charlotte for the Cavaliers. So we've been waiting on that news. Uh, back to the NFL here, Cynthia. There's been there's been talk amongst uh, football fans here and, and media members that Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson might not fit together. And that's kind of the impetus for the conversation about moving on from Nick Chubb. Do you see a fit issue between Watson and Chubb? No, I think last year is a trick. Like, let's like throw out the data from last year in part because like it was a strange season. And second, you didn't have a chance to really see what could happen altogether. The number of injury like between the, the lack of ability to really get that passing game going with like I'm, I'm throwing out most of that data is basically the the moral of that story and I'm looking to see what do I know about Kevin Stefanski and I know that this man knows how to create opportunities for running backs in situations where quarterbacks have different skill sets I've seen it before you have too so at the end of the day, play action, these are, these are all really important things that need to happen, and I think he is best suited to have both of them to be able to do it. I think life is about timing and taking reps together, and every time they're on the field together, they'll get a little bit stronger. 
Cynthia, did I just ask you the exact same question as my partner asked you before? Yeah, it's fine. Wait, okay. wait, I can answer it again. Would That's you want good. to go a third time? Because I can give you the same oh, answer. We do, third time we do it from time to time. <laughs> what about, we, we, what about uh, Jerome Ford? <laughs> what about Jerome Ford and uh, Deshaun Watson? Any concerns there? That's what I meant. I just said the wrong name. Uh, Cynthia, looking, yeah. at the, looking at the loaded <laughs> AFC, when you look at the Browns, do you look at them as a team closer to the playoff hunt or closer to being out of the playoff hunt? You know, it's interesting because life's about your division. You are like, put, put the Browns in the NFC North and things would be different, but life's about your competitors as well. And I'm, I haven't seen, I mean, I guess the Steelers made one like little move, like getting a corner, whatever, Patrick Peterson, that seems like interesting. But at the, you know, when I'm, when I'm looking to see like what's going on in the division, which really ultimately dictates your opportunity to make the playoffs, I think the Browns are a little bit better right now than they were maybe, you know, uh, a couple months ago, but I, I'm and you know securing who's there, but I, we'll we'll have to see. I I need to see some movement with the wide receivers. I need to see some movement, you know, figuring out how this defense is going to operate, and then I'll have another uh, and then I'll have another answer for you. But also, I kind of need to see what happens with the Ra- with the Ravens too. Lamar Jackson's not there, and they're you know going to go into more of a rebuilding mode. Then that changes the equation in the division which ultimately matters significantly. I mean, put you in the NFC South, or maybe you could petition the NFL, you know, NFC North, NFC South, and the Browns are way closer to the playoffs. (laughs) I'm I'm now rethinking every question that I've asked you or Dustin's asked you because I'm so terrified of asking you another question again. Don't worry, we'll uh, we'll again. It's fine. It makes it easier on me, you know? (laughs) Well, so we in town have harped on the six games of Deshaun so Mm -hmm. much that it does, it does feel like there's a consensus by pressure. I look at those six games differently than my partner does. When you look at the six games of Deshaun Watson this year, how would you assess how his play started and where it ended? I mean, I, look, I, all I w- the thing that I would rely on in this situation are the people in the building because it didn't look great. Um, I'm, I, don't think I, I don't think I'm the first or last person that would say that it was not a great-looking outcome. But it's really more about understanding what's going on with the concepts behind the offense and the installs. Remember, most people go to install in, in July, right, like for a new team. And, you know, Deshaun hadn't played in a significant amount of time. So it's not really fair to look at those six games, especially if you look and take into consideration where in the season things were from like a mental standpoint, like where – you know, how many games did you want or not? Or what was going It was a very mentally challenging year. I think most of that data should be thrown out, truly. I'm not going to, I'm not basing much on, on that at all. Cynthia, you've mentioned Lamar Jackson a few times. I know I'd like to see him out of the AFC North. <laughs> Inevitably, if he does leave Baltimore, what situations do you think make the most sense for him? You know, it's really interesting because this is the only quarterback who has a backstop meaning we know what the trade would involve. We know the, the amount, the price that a team would have to pay. But it really does matter. Like, it sounds really silly to say this, but the Aaron Rodgers stuff is really backing everything up. You saw a few moves. Oh, Sam Darnold to the Niners. Okay, great, right? Like, sure, you saw Derek Carr move, and, of course, you saw Jimmy Garoppolo move, but I don't think those teams were really in contention for Aaron Rodgers or any potential fallout that could happen from that. But, I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson's value and, like, put him in uh, – I, it's going to sound even crazier, but like, should it somehow become possible for him to go to a team like 
I mean, I, I'm not going to put him at the Packers necessarily, but a team that is absolutely quarterback needy that could potentially be in a rebuild mode. I mean, Packers don't have any real they've, – they've got a lot of questions to answer, and they don't have any real answers as of yet. Cynthia, is it just me, or is the quarterback market this offseason, the veteran quarterback market – is there any chance it's maybe influenced by how poorly things went for new quarterbacks in new places last year? I think part of what's happening is NIL. As we see the NIL filter through the college system, and you know, you're seeing people stay in school a little bit longer, and then the perception of, like, we saw this transfer portal happen, and now it just feels like there's a lot of confusion. And there was a bubble that burst, right? Like, you saw it now, like, wide receivers are in the same situation, right? Wide receivers and quarterbacks. You see the price for them being higher than ever, and then you see that bubble from college sort of bursting. So I think we'll get back to a like normal steady state here in a couple of years. But it's because it's so it's never good, right? The, the quarterbacks that go to the top of the draft go to often teams that are not super great, right? They need a lot of que- they have a lot of questions, they have a lot of needs to fill, and you know one position, even it, even though it is the most valuable position in all sports, doesn't necessarily change the math for the entire thing in one fell swoop. So. I don't think it's that much different, but I do think we are like in this weird little post NIL bubble situation, and and we'll see it sort of even out as the years, as the years, you know, as the NCAA sorts of figure out what they're doing with all of that stuff. And transfer portal is super confusing to me. So, you know, <laughs> bless those coaches who have to deal with that because I wouldn't want to have to re-recruit all of my my team every single year. That's a them problem. That's why they get paid $12 million right. a year, and you and I, That's to right. this point, do not. Follow her on Twitter, <laughs> at C. Freeland. Cynthia, excellent stuff as always. We sure appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. She gave the answer. You've been Mr. Wide Receiver. I was happy about that. Yeah. I mean, I guess my point is, one, it's not a great receiver market. Uh, you know, like that was one of the big things people talked about with the trade of DJ Moore in uh, the pick, uh, the the move that uh, got Carolina the number one pick. But like, if you say Nuke Hopkins, okay, that's a great name. Adam Thielen, great name. I'd rather I don't think Adam Thielen's going to get a ton of money. Yeah, and by the way, the less money he gets paid, the more interested I am in Adam Thielen in yes. Cleveland. But I like Paris Campbell a lot. That's a name I think you actually brought to the air first. I don't. Yeah, I don't, it makes sense. He's got speed, young player, a little banged up early, but uh, you know he's really come on. I think he's got a chance to be be something here, especially with Amari Cooper. Yeah, and well, and with Deshaun. Oh yeah, I, I think I think one of the things we've lost because of the six games was how much better Deshaun made average receivers or new receivers into the NFL. So you throw him a Paris Campbell, who last year, I mean, I think Paris had like 650, 625 receiving yards last year. That was with Sam Ellinger and Matt Ryan. Now all of a sudden, more of a open offense with Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of guy, I always look for guys like, mm-hmm. the Okoronkwo thing's interesting because he played on a bad team. He, he didn't play across from Miles Garrett last year. Right. So now all of a sudden you get a guy who's had some injury concerns, mm-hmm. who his numbers every year have gotten better, gotten better, gotten better. Now all of a sudden you put him across from Miles Garrett in the wide nine, all of a sudden maybe you get a real value grab there. I feel the same way about Paris Campbell. And listen, I feel the same way about DJ Chark. Like and and that was another name Cynthia kind of mentioned here. Neither one of those guys should be guys that reset 
the wide receiver market. Both of those guys are going to be, or should be, I'm going to say should be because it's the NFL and, you know, things get wonky pretty easily. Wide receivers almost always get overpaid. But neither one of those guys should break the bank. So if you can sign one of those guys, okay, all of a sudden I like that more than, you know, people who I think just want names because it's going to make them feel about uh, better about Deshaun Watson. Right. Yeah, I, listen, I, I don't necessarily have to have the number one name she mentioned what DJ Shark? Uh, yes, I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. What's he going to go for? I, th- I think. Uh, well, I thought this more year was the, supposed more to than be. You think? Well, I thought this year was supposed to be his one year prove it deal, and he really wasn't great. Great, if that makes sense. Like he was good, but I don't know how much money he made him. I think the only reason he might get overpaid is it's not a great wide receiver market. Uh, a little bit more NFL news to pass along here. Uh, Mike Garofolo saying the Titans have agreed to terms with former Eagles tackle uh, Andre Dillard. I actually, low-key, if the Browns were going to bring in somebody to compete with Jedrick Wills, I right. didn't expect them to, but if they did, Andre Dillard was kind of one of the guys I was hoping you could potentially bring in. Former first-round pick mm-hmm. has just not really gotten a consistent chance because Jordan Mailata's kind of you know locked down the left tackle spot. But again, he goes to Tennessee. Yeah, getting back to the wide receiver thing. It kind of all ties in with what I think I think where I am with Browns and legal tampering. All I really care about right now is who, who do you sign a defensive tackle? Like for a good safety, I'll be excited. But if you sign like a CJ Gardner Johnson and then go out there and sign like a C-list defensive tackle, it's going to be tough to be excited. I'm now putting all my eggs in that basket. By the way, did you see the tweet from Pete Prisco? I did not. Uh, Typical Browns hater, but uh, not necessarily here. He says, uh, Browns signing Okoronkwo. I can't say that. Okoronkwo? Okoronkwo. Okoronkwo. Will be a sneaky good signing. Young ascending player now gets to play opposite Miles Garrett. Love that move. See, when he likes it, it always makes me second guess it. I know, right? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.